uh, to, oh, that's right, how's your money doing? Well, you can hear it from a couple of friends here and tell you how your 401k and IRA are doing up on Wall Street. Time to do just that. Let's check them out. Alfred Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How was your life this morning? Hey, man. Happy full April Fool's Day, man. It is the first day of the second quarter. Hard to believe, isn't it? It really and truly is. March went by way too fast, and we didn't have quite enough time to turn it into the great month we were hoping it would. And uh, the 31st did us no favors. It was all in the last hour and a half that we really took our dips yesterday. Dow was off by 550 points. Standard & Poor's was off by 72. NASDAQ was off by 222 points. And all of them kind of fell off the edge of the earth starting about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. Did I miss a news item that prompted that? Not that, uh, not that I saw, but while you're there, let's just kind of recap because we're at the end of the month, uh, yeah. the beginning of a new month. So, so I've got the monthly numbers here to see what we did. The Dow was actually up for the month 2.3%, NASDAQ up 3.4%, and the S&P 500 up 3.58%. So um, at least we had green ink for the month. Well, yeah, but we started out basically in bear market territory. <laughs> hey, I was trying to find something positive for a change, you know. Yeah, I was going to say I'm the one that's supposed to be doing merry sunshine here. Yeah, it was it was a it was an improved month at the end of the month, and it would have been better if we hadn't kind of fallen like a rock in the last two hours of the trading for the month in the process. Brings us up to this morning and. You and I were kind of getting a little bit of a giggle because I mentioned that President Biden is scheduled to deliver a speech on the March jobs report at 1045 this morning. And I'll lay it even odds that he's going to be bragging about the fact that our official unemployment rate for this country is at 3.6 percent. Uh, that report came out this morning, and that's a tenth of a point better than the market expected, 3.7 and my bet is he's probably not going to mention the fact that the number of jobs that we added this month uh, was about $60,000 60, jobs less than we expected. What do you think? Yeah, I'm betting he don't point to any of that stuff. And, um, you know, and the issue is, is that we still have an employment issue. It may not be an unemployment issue, but it's definitely an employment issue. Um, just ask the restaurant guy down the street or the retail store you know, how much they're suffering because they can't get the help they need. And, and a lot of that's because of the issues that have driven people out of the employment process. That's true. The great, the great retirement. I don't, I did not get a chance to see exactly what the numbers were, but they had a feature on one of the news stories that another like 4 million people quit their jobs and decided to get out of the labor market last month again. I mean, we're, we're losing more people in the workforce than we're able to find to hire. And that probably explains why our labor force participation rate is only 62.4%. 40% of the people eligible to work in this country just decided not to do it, evidently, because the number of people actually looking is pretty darn low. Yeah, it is. And, and I want to give you this number because, I, I mean, you look at the whole labor participation. I've got a number that's specific to folks ages 25 to 54. You what know, the people that, that ain't it aged out yet. I mean, they shouldn't even be close to thinking about retirement, right? Only 82.5% of those people are participating in, uh, in a job. 
Now that's prime earning years, and it's not necessarily healthy ones. I know, I know. There's a few Bitcoin millionaires that got lucky at the beginning of that swing, but that's not going to take care of 20 percent of the eligible population. Absolutely not. And so you, you got to think, man, if that 20 percent was working, how much better would our um, economy be moving? Yeah, I'd be perfectly happy with a 4% unemployment rate if we had people that are eligible to work out looking for jobs. Exactly. Absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah, running through the numbers that we got on the data dump for this morning, just to put it together, we were expecting 490,000 non-farm payroll jobs added last month. We got 431,000. Now, i got to play fair with that a little bit, too, in that they revised both January and February's numbers up, so the number really wasn't as bad as it looks on its face. Uh, average hourly earnings were earning four-tenths of a percent better this month than we did last month. That was expected. Uh, mentioned the participation rate, only 62.4% of the labor force is, uh, is actually working at this point in time. And uh, yeah, the effective unemployment rate officially reported in the country, this is, it's, it's inordinately low, and that is good news. It's only 3.6%, and you can pretty well bet dollars to donuts that when President Biden speaks at 1045, that's going to be the number that he's going to be leaning on big time. Absolutely. He's not going to talk about the 7% inflation or how much it's costing to go to the grocery store or, or how much uh, people are getting hurt because of the gas pump. Oh, no, because there's only really one good point that he can really pick out right now, and that's going to be the jobs number. And really, we need more of those people to come to work. Yeah, we really, really could, that's for sure. Other stuff going on, because it is the end of the month and the or beginning of the, of the new month, and earnings season won't start for another week or so. Pretty much stocks are going to end up trading based upon economic numbers that we've got coming out, and that's what the mixed bag is. By and large, what I've read so far is that the futures markets have been relatively uh, positive about the way the report came out this morning. April, though, is normally a relatively good month. The S&P is traditionally gone up in April 15 of the past 16 years. So we're kind of optimistic about April on its face if things can continue to uh, progress to the point where we're actually thinking there might be a peace agreement in Ukraine, if we can continue looking at the unemployment figure continuing to be low, and maybe, just maybe, gas prices are a little bit more under control, but then we get to the interest rates on bond yields, and you and I have been talking about the inversion between the five and the ten-year bonds. Now, this time around, the interest rate in a 30-year bond is actually yielding more than the interest on a two-year bond this morning, and that, or less than the interest on a five-year bond this morning, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. this is the first time since uh, 2006 that we've seen an inversion between the five-year and the 30-year. Uh, right this second, the five-year is trading at 2.54, and the 30-year is trading at 2.49. Um, and we continue to see an inversion between the two and the 10. And, and that's interesting because on the two and the 10, there's actually a, uh, there's, a there's actually a index that tracks that inversion between the two and the 10. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't either. Uh, but one of the reports I was reading referred to it. And so I pulled it up and started kind of watching it a little bit. And so that's kind of interesting that there's actually something that tracks that on a daily, really minute-by-minute -minute basis of what that uh, two- to ten-year spread looks like. 
And it seems to me that the market tends to respond more when the two-year notes end up yielding uh, in the wrong direction to the 30, more than they do the 5. We've been looking at the 5 and the 10 being upside down now for the better part of a week. But we start getting long-term money paying less than short-term money. That's when we really start getting into the notion of saying there's the beginnings of the indications that we've got a recession possible. Well, they are, but I will tell you, everything I'm reading, Dave, it's the two and the 10 that they really focus on. That 210 mm -hmm. is, uh, and, and I read an article last night that was like, okay, it's, um, you know, how many times, you know, six out of the last so many times uh, we've not had a recession. And because everybody thinks it's a recession indicator. And, and you've got different talking heads that have different opinions upon what that really means. And if it really and truly will, will focus on a recession. And, and I've come to the conclusion that I, I don't think anybody really knows. They just like to talk about that uh, it's an inverted interest rate. And when short-term interest rates are more than long-term interest rates, that, that's just problematic as a whole. It's better just as an indicator as to how much the uh, smart money, quote unquote, expects the hard times to last, to my mind. If we start bidding down the, the long-term notes, that ends up indicating some stinking thinking on behalf of the serious money down the line. And I, you, you make the mention of it. It's very true. All of this is psychology down the line. If talking heads like us keep saying there's a recession on the horizon because of this, well, doggone it all on the national front that's capable of making a recession happen. That's true. And the other point that the article made was that um, it puts pressure on banks, right, because their their borrowing rate is um, so high that they, they can't lend it at a rate to make a profit. So you'll see lending start to pull back, which if you think back to some of the recessions we've had, that has been part of the problem is that people's loans start to get called or the free flow of money, trying to borrow money, gets cut off. And so the expansion starts to slow down. And so I can see that part of the economy being an issue because of the interest rate inversion. The fancy pants economists call it a period of low liquidity, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so by and large, we're watching it. But yeah, the point I was making is it seems like the two-year note is the one that seems to be the one that really scares the market. The 510 has been uh, has been inverted on and off, and it still is right now as of this update in my sheet. Uh, it's been inverted for some time, but when the 2 and the 10 or the 2 and the 30 start getting upside down, that really seems to attract everybody's attention on Wall Street. Yeah, it does. It really it does catch their attention. Understood. Uh, stock news that we got out today, but the only thing we've got in terms of a report is something that we kind of make fun of at times, but believe it or not, they're still out there. BlackBerry is still in business, I gather. Yeah, it's a dinosaur, isn't it? We, I can remember when everybody had those little BlackBerry phones. and uh, But they, uh, guess what? They had an unexpected profit, Dave, uh, for the what? last quarter. Yeah, they made a profit. Now, revenue was a little short. They, they did miss on revenue. Um, uh, because they, they've kind of morphed right into the cybersecurity industry. And so uh, that part of their business kind of flattened out uh, this last quarter. So they're, uh, again, it's a, it's a relatively cheap stock at $7, but it's down 5.6% this morning. I think it's BlackBerry's messaging service that was supposed to be the gold standard for so many years. So if they can actually get people into that, as being a third-party app, they might have a possibility of surviving, right? 
Yeah, they do, because you're right. That was the thing, because all the government agencies, remember, they had to use that. Uh, BlackBerry was their, their phone of choice because of the security precautions that were put in there. Understood. And they were actually concerned about that junk. I would think that they'd have the potential to, at the very least, make a pitch. Resetting the table for the morning, it was a big off day in the last hour and a half or two hours of the session yesterday, so we start out with a red ink day to lead us into April, 45 minutes before we start the month out. Philip, what are we looking at? Hey, people are excited about this second quarter in the month of April, Dave. They're, they're really putting their money to work this morning. The, the uh, S&P 500 is up four-tenths of a percent. That's almost $19. The Dow 30 is up uh, almost uh, half a percent, $155. NASDAQ 100 is up four tenths. That's about $67. So everything is green ink when it comes to the index side of things. However, on the commodity side, everything is red this morning. We've got the silver down 1.6%. Gold's down almost 1% this morning. And then crude oil. Guess what, Dave? Drum roll, please. We're now down below a hundred dollars a barrel at $99 and 47 cents. What do you think it is? The new quarter beginning or oil under a hundred dollars a barrel. It's making people enthusiastic. huh? <laughs> I, I, I think they like that oil under a hundred. And, and I guess for the next six months, as long as the president keeps adding that million barrels a day to the system, maybe we'll stay under a hundred. Yeah, I'll take the 99 any day. World market Asian rim basically flat. It was a little bit of green ink. Hong Kong was basically flat. The other two indexes we watched were at least somewhat in the positive overnight. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, whew, they're trading up midway through their day. Not by a lot, but everything's in green ink. Keeping track of what your retirement looks like, Philip, is important to everybody. And uh, the strategy varies depending upon how old you are, too. How do I get you to get a plan to be able to retire securely? Dave, you know, that's why we developed our core retirement design, to help people design the retirement that was dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. Alrighty, and us again together Monday morning on Light FM. And if the oil keeps going down, I'll have my drum roll sound effect ready to fire, all right? All right, man. Sounds good, buddy. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Philip. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. Happy April Fool's Day. Happy first day of the second quarter. I hope you'll join us again on Monday. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye now.